You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. On the panel, as usual, are my two favourite people to talk rugby league with, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? I don't want to say good, because apparently I say good all the time. I'm fantastic. It's a lovely day outside. Look at that. Positivity. (laughs) I like that. Nick? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Let's bring it down. Bring the mood down. Um, This is a bad week for us, boys. I don't remember the last time all three of our clubs lost a... Lost a game in the same week. I know that the Bulldogs have lost every week for thirty-one of uh, thirty. No, sorry, twenty-nine of those thirty-four weeks that we've had a podcast. But um, what are you talking? South won you, idiot. Oh, South did win. They should have lost. We we should have lost. Yeah, you should have lost. <laughs> we played That's like right. a team move. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They, they they should have won by fifty after well, the first yeah. half. Yeah. Anyway, um, on that on my stupidity, when was the last time that all three of our clubs lost? Then. In the same week. And it's been a while because parents South normally go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Very funny, Nick. We'll talk about the Bulldogs was very, very shortly. But look, that's a big that's a big one, by the way. But before we start, I just wanted to thank everyone who took part in the Sideline Stories code word competition uh, that was held during Magic Round last week. Our winner of this comp, as announced on Instagram and Facebook's on our Instagram and Facebook stories on Sunday evening, taking home our Akasha beer pack is longtime listener, Andrew Rutherford. So congrats, mate. Enjoy those Akasha beers in your new Akasha t-shirt. That's what you get. That's what you get. He's going to have to take a, you have to get him to take a photo for the, um, for the gram. 100%. It's done. It's done. It's already done. Okay. But all right. Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, um, uh, another thing I wanted to do is thank our socials followers for sending in all their rugby league related topics and questions for next week's bunker review. That's episode 53's bunker review. Mate, we've had a very diverse range of topics uh, and categories, NRL, Super League, Rugby League World Cup, people ripping on Clarkie, people ripping on Nick, people ripping on me. <laughs> Super, who wants to know about who wants to know about the Super League? Hey, listen, you're you're dampening your own product. Go um, away. I hope, I, hope my, I, hope, I hope my question's going to come on. Uh, it won't because you're an idiot. <laughs> what's your question? Yeah, what's your question, Clark? You ask it now. <laughs> yeah, that's right, bitch. You wouldn't, you wouldn't ask it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, it's not going on. It's not going on. You can just guess what he asked, guys, listeners, followers, fans. <laughs> Um, but anyway, episode 53, that's our bunker review, our fan question and answer segment for next week. Uh, we will, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions right now. I've got to like siphon them, but the best ones will be picked and we'll drop the names of who's asked them during as well. And lastly, before we move on, I wanted to correct myself, fact check myself from last week. I made two minor errors 
friends and family and uh, you know fans. So I apologize in advance. I was incorrect about Will Penasini's uh, qualification for New Zealand. Uh, I got it mixed up with an article from COVID last year where he did a video post with all the Kiwis from Parramatta Eels. He is, in fact, an Australian with Tongan heritage. Therefore, he qualifies for Australia, not New Zealand. Apologies for the misinformation. And the second one, I said um, accurately that Viliami Kikau can qualify for Australia being on the residency rule because he's been an Australian resident for five years. But I thought he could qualify for origin. That's incorrect. He was born in Fiji and he played his football in Fiji prior to his 13th birthday. He moved to Australia after that, that time, meaning that he cannot play for New South Wales or Queensland. He did move. He did move over here pretty quick, like pretty young. Yeah, it wouldn't have been long after that. Yeah, but that's that. That means that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't play no, for no. either. He, went, he moved to. He went straight. He went to North Queensland. Yeah, he's a Cowboys junior. Yeah, he's a Cowboys yeah. junior. Yeah. yeah, he's in the same boat as Sammy Redrado, right? He can play for Australia. That's right. The other yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And um, not the well, exact same boat, just the same boat figuratively. Oh. <laughs> Well, while we're on the Fijians, um, <laughs> Nick, while we're on Fijians, Mike Asivo re-signed. Did you see that? I did. I'm yeah, stoked re- about that. Re-signed for another year. Maybe he'll play one. one game for us this year. Well, just anyway, a one-year extension. That's a bit weird. I think he had a player co- option or a club option, whatever yeah, it was. Ah, okay. nah. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. But anyway, boys, another exciting episode today. Kicking off will be our... Round 10 Magic Round NRL recap, as well as the sideline story MVP 321s for each match presented by our beer sponsor, Akasha. Plenty to discuss in the NRL this week. Trent Barrett quits as Bulldogs head coach. The Broncos and Cowboys looking to be the real deal to shockingly be sitting comfortably in the top eight in the lead up to State of Origin. Cronulla chucking the Warriors of round nine by buckling against an 11-man Raiders team and much, much more. So get G'd, everyone. Big discussions. After the NRL, we will quickly, well, Nick and I will quickly check in around the grounds. Won't we, Clarky? <laughs> um, checking in around the grounds for all our non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, where this week we look at the round 12 results of the Super League um, with some NRL players set to make the trip over. It's Bulldogs players, by the way, two of them. And a look into the New South Wales Police Women's Rugby League City vs. Country fixture over the weekend as we dissect the future prospects to potentially break into the NRLW one day. Big believers in that, aren't we, Nick? The back end of the show is our fan favourite bunker review segment presented by our second beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss the sideline stories, game one, Queensland lineups. I'm pretty sure, Clarky, that only Nick and I are uh, participating highly in this episode. You'll be sitting back for at least 30, 40 minutes of it. No, I'll participate. I'll just um, I'll just be just critique your teams. Oh, you're 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 crazy. <laughs> I actually anyway. was. I actually thought. I actually thought about. It. I was going to do it, and then I just forgot. You liar. You're full of shit. <laughs> you didn't want to play. You didn't want to play Queensland. Anyway. Hey, it was harder than it was harder than you'd think, Clarky, yeah. to be honest. It was. It probably would be. There was a lot of a lot of play. Like you both firmers and your 
Yeah. Pat Carrigan's like, I reckon the bench would be the hardest. Mm. Yeah. It was hard. That was the hardest, actually. Mm. But anyway, let's get straight into it, boys. The NRL Magic Round, Round 10 recap. This round's tips. Clarky, Gildy, you got four. And I've got three. I've got three. So you know what? I'm going to say something straight away. Here is my bet for the week because I haven't done one yet. You guys say if a, a team loses, you're not going to pick them five weeks. Um, <laughs> Nick, what are you doing? You're walking away. <laughs> We're filming, remember, Gildy? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, whoops. <laughs> um, here's my bet. Mm-hmm. If I score lower than you both, in round 11's tips, I will flip a coin for all my tips in round 12. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Heads is home, tails is away. That's what I'll do. I'll do that next yeah. week. Hey, this is a hard round. I, looked, I was looking before. Man, I'm telling you, I'm getting pumped. I'm getting smacked. The um, I think everyone went bad this week, though. Yeah. There were so many 50-50s. Like, speaking of flipping a coin, like, fair dinkum, four of them with coin flips. So Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Let's get into it, boys. Game one, the Newcastle Knights defeat the Canterbury Bulldogs 16-6. to six. So in what was dubbed as the battle for the wooden spoon, the Newcastle Knights broke their seven-game losing streak to anchor the Bulldogs to the bottom of the ladder. Now, may I have the floor, boys? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. I'll admit... He's played well. Don't, don't <laughs> piss me off, eh? I'm, I was so angry. I was so mad after this game, and I'm happy to admit and maintain. I'm happy to admit and maintain that I was pissed off because I really was. I really was. That display against the Knights, as well as the Raiders, has compounded a decision which we'll talk about soon. But they beat the Roosters in round eight, and that was a big victory. That was a good win. And then the talk after that was, well, we've got the Raiders. We've got the Knights. We've got the Tigers. We've got another side that's in the bottom eight. I forget who it is. We can win at least three of these four games. And they lost their first wooden spoon playoff against the Raiders. Then they lost their, they lost their second wooden spoon against the Knights, the wooden spoon playoff, in horrible, horrible, horrible fashion. They decided to take the offload away and do one-out football for two halves in both games. Against the Knights, it was abysmal. The game was in the balance, and we decided, well, we'll do nothing and see if we win. And it, they, they dropped the ball a billion times. They didn't have one tackle in the Knights' 20-meter zone, not one tackle in the second half. I was furious as a dog supporter because those displays are not what the team is about. As a collective, they gave up, the Bulldogs. And that was one of the lowest points in the last five years of their um, shit period that I've been as a Bulldog supporter. That's how bad it was. But then, subsequently or consequently, if you will, Trent Barrett, the head coach of the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, quits with immediate effect. Quits. Quits. That's what they said, mm. right? Mm. That's right. And I'm, and I'm, and look, I know what you're doing and I agree. He's been pushed. It's it's happened. But jump or you jump, jump, or you'll get pushed. Yeah. And that's and that's what and that's effectively what's happened. Let's be real. We know that. But 
his record speaks for itself. Unfortunately, the first season he took over was going to be very difficult. Then we said at the start of the year, improvement needs to happen. They can't be in the bottom four or he will get sacked. We said that in our crystal balls prediction in our crystal balls episode this year in 2022. And he is now last after 10 games. He's won two games from 10 disregard the other, the other season where he got the wooden spoon. Let's just disregard it. Even though you can't, he's won five from 34, two games from 10. It's untenable. He had to go, unfortunately. He might be the nicest guy in the world, but nice guys don't win your football games. The game plan was not working, whether that be the roster or him. I think it's a compound of both, a combination of both, sorry. But, yeah, those two results are why he's gone. Those two results at the end, compounding, obviously, all those other factors is what's pushed him off the plank. I don't even reckon we even talk about the game. I reckon we just talk about yeah, what's fine. going on. Who, yeah, who do you, fine. who do you, who, I think the biggest issue is who takes over because I've got, I've got all these names that they keep throwing up. I don't reckon any of them are going. Cameron Serraldo, as if Ivan Cleary's not in Cameron Serraldo's ear going, fucking do not go there. Mm. You cannot go there when Gus Gould's there. And then they keep talking about Paul Green and Shane Flanagan. As if Paul Green and Shane Flanagan are going to go there when they're going to have Gus Gould breathing down their neck. So, oh, mate, I've heard, I've heard that Flanagan is close with Gus. So, yeah. I don't yeah. care how close you are. Like, you can't have someone, you can't have someone like that. <clears throat> mate, he's just so Gus. Gus hired Flanagan. I think it was. Oh, the is at 04, the Roosters, yeah. 04, under yeah. 20s. With Jamie, well, look, Jamie Soward at 5'8", yeah. And they, I think, undefeated Premiers. So mm-hmm. ever since then, I think they've been pretty close. And I think someone asked the other day, um, can you coach there and not pick your son? And he said, I'm going to pick the best halfback right. if it's my that, son. That's, my son. that's, a, not, that's a load of shit. Shane Flanagan is the biggest snake. And he'll just lie and do anything he wants, as he's proven in the past. He'll lie to get a job or to keep a job. And and I think it's different. They say, oh, he was brought in by Gus, a Toyota, a Toyota Cup coach. It's like, is that the same? I don't think it would even be close to the same thing. It's not the same. Mate, that's he's, right. he's, won, he's won a grand final. Yeah. So it's Paul yeah, Green. team that had never won before. So it's Paul Green. Yeah, but what I'm yeah, saying is, what I'm saying is like, you're, he's not going to have complete control and he's not going to have as much control as he wants. They're going to yeah. have to bring in a rookie coach who is desperate for a job who will just cop the whole Gus looking over your shoulder thing. And don't get me, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Gus, he annoys, annoys the living shit out of me. And you go back and you watch 360 yesterday and they just show all these contradictory statements like, Two weeks ago, he says that Trent Barrett's going to be the coach here forever. You go back. What was another one they were saying? Um, In 2020, he said Trent. He said to Trent Barrett, "Don't go to the Bulldogs." Gus, if Gus Gould doesn't go to the Panthers, I'd, they probably aren't in the situation where they are now. But some of the shit that he, the some of the shit that he does, mm. right? If I'm Paul Green, if I'm Shane Flanagan, if I'm Cameron Storella, there is no way in living hell I'm going there while he's. The boss. Well, who do you think is going to go there? 
I've no idea. It'll be some rookie coach who's desperate for a job. Like a, a Dean Young, names, Dean Young um, John Morris. It'll be some it would be someone like that. Well, there's also Potter. Yeah. Nick Potter. There's Maybe also a guy called Craig Sandicock. Yep. Craig, so Craig I think I've told you this before I played with Craig Sandicock. Um, mate, he's been like a an assistant coach at all the big clubs now. Manly, um at, at, at the at the um the storm, so he's just another name they've, they've put up there as well. It'll be he's someone like right, it'll, it'll be someone like that because I think Gus would like to have his influence. They surely the Bulldogs have to know if they sign if they sign Shane Flanagan that he's going to want Kyle there long term. Like yeah. when's Kyle's contract run out? Next year. He's got two more years. He's got next year, right? That yeah. runs Mate, out at he, the end of next year. I don't think he's the he's, he's not the issue though personally. I don't think anyway. No, I don't think he's the issue. I'm not saying he's the issue. I'm saying, but whether he, whether he is the issue or whether he's not, whether he's playing good or whether he's playing bad, Shane Flanagan will push to have Kyle Flanagan re-signed. No doubt in the world. Yeah, that's right. Like he's just Look, just hear the way he talks about just, he's just a fucking snake. It's a big decision because look, Gus Gould has historically had every coach, whether they've walked or been fired or quit, whatever, um, in uh, all the clubs he's been a part of, they've all gone. He's gotten rid of a coach when he started. He signed, He re-signed, he re-signed Anthony Griffin and 10 weeks. He's re-signed him for three years and 10 weeks later sacked him. Yeah, that's right. When they were in the top four? I think they were in the top four at the time? I don't remember. Oh, Mate, they're hundred percent in the eight. Hundred percent mm. in the eight. I don't, I don't think they're in the top four. They're in the eight. Mm. Yeah. Interesting stuff, guys. Very interesting developments. I don't know what they're going to do. I'd love to tell you. I'd love I to think... have some insight into it. But look, they're, they're floating a couple of Super League coaches. Christian Wolf being one of them, the St Helens coach. I doubt that's going to happen. The Brad Fittler's another one. I, you know what? He's a. He wasn't a good club coach. I think representative coaches are a bit. They're they're masked by how good they are as coaches because I think Origin and um, international coaches aren't really coaching per se. They're just mentoring them, mentoring the best players in the game to a victory. Yeah, but that's what, that's what Wayne Bennett does anyway. Like, and Wayne Bennett's considered the best. Look, man, i got a funny feeling Brad Fittler could be a great coach. That, that's my opinion. Maybe. It's interesting to see what's I don't happening. Think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get it. He's going to be have any input this year. It'll be next year. And I think like when Gus has been uh, asked about it, he's been asked if an external coach is going to come in, and he said no. Hmm. He said they're going to work from within for the rest of the year, and then they're going to obviously do whatever they've got to do, their due diligence, as they always say, um, for next year. Super, super professional um, interview there when it was just like in the – corner of the car park at Belmore. Oh, like, come <laughs> what? Hey, this is this is something that's interesting though, and you 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 gotta have an opinion on this. Hmm. So obviously if well Trent's gone now. So are the players gonna revolt? Are the players gonna go as a result of this? Now that's that's a big talking point in the media right now. It's a massive issue. Look, I think they I think the media uh, love floating that idea because it bloody incentivizes their managers and the player to go 
It's like, mate, what if you're completely fucking wrong and they don't want to go and they just want to play in the positions they want to play in? Yeah, it's not great that they're coming last and that, you know, everyone's saying Matt Burns going to leave. He's going. He's going to leave because he went there for Trent Barrett. It's like, did he ever come out and say that's why he went there? Maybe he wanted to go there because he's getting paid more. Maybe he wanted to go there because he wanted to play 5-8 or halfback. I think they I think, might. I think an issue an issue is at the start, you know, for players is um, uh, what's it called? Knowing what's going on in the future, a bit of security. And they need to, that's why the Bulldogs need to figure it out um, quickly and they need to be smart about it. But, you know, if players have clauses in their contracts, which sometimes they do, like apparently Corey Waddell has a, a clause in his contract, which is if Trent Barrett goes, he can go. He's not going anywhere. But say if he did, you know what I mean? Like, pick, say, say, like, say if they have a Corey Waddell up. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, say he's, he, he's got yeah, that clause, yeah. he could go. Yeah. Um, yeah. If players want to leave, like TPJ, they're saying Wayne Bennett wants him. If he wants to go, well, guess who gets, guess who doesn't cop the, like, we, we'll lose a player. Say, the, say he leaves, the Bulldogs will lose a player, but they're, gonna, they're not going to lose out financially ever. No. They're not going to pay out a cent if he wants to leave. I think they need yeah, to. Yeah. I think they need to look at it strategically too, and like if they think, obviously you're not going to let Matt Burton go. Like, no. but they might have to look at it strategically and go, maybe we get rid of Tavita. Just off you go, son. You yeah. want you want to go? You want to go? Wayne? Yep. There, there you go. You can go now. Go, go play. Go play. Go play Q Cup. Mm. Why? Why did they turn space. to put away? Why did they tell him to put away the offload, man? He's the best offloader in the comp. It doesn't uh, make any sense. Uh, don't get me started. They, 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 they were awful, Nick. The last two weeks have been oh. awful. They've played one-dimensional. Don't, don't talk about the game. We're talking about off-field stuff. Anyway. Look. Three, three, two, ones. Yeah, three, two, ones. The cash MVP, three, two, ones. I'd like to talk about that, Nia. Oh, we didn't really. We weren't really scared of Newcastle. Although, you know, they didn't play great anyway. But, um... David Clemmer ran for almost 200 metres, if not 200 metres. Um, Mitch Barnett is welcomed back. He makes a big difference in their side. And um, how good Dominic Young going? Caught the fox on the runaway. Yeah, he was mad. How good is your, um, your sound quality going, Gildy? Not good? <laughs> nah, it isn't. Uh, sorry. What about now? That's better. That's better. Okay. What was the three two ones? Just real quickly, bang, hit him. Three two ones, go. Three two ones. David Clemmer three, Mitch Barnett two, and Dominic Young one. Let's go. Game two, boys. Let's move on from the debacle of the Bulldogs. Game two, the Brisbane Broncos defeat the Manly Sea Eagles thirty eight nil. The Broncos are developing into the real deal under the tutelage of Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds, as they win their fourth game in a row. Guilty, my friend. Although Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell returned, it was the masterclass of A-Ray that steered the lopsided result of this match. What did you think? Um, was there a bad player for Brisbane? No. No. That's a fantastic statement. Slash question. Yeah. Uh, look, he was. Uh, that's probably the best game I've seen Adam Reynolds play. And he's played a few good ones. Mm. Just... Um, He's the man there now, I guess. Do you know what I mean? End of story. And that's what you need. Look at that. They just all the Broncos needed. It's all they needed was a, this? 
Where's this fucking chip and chase come from? Oh, it's crazy. That's yeah, two in like five week. weeks. That's... Yeah. Okay. Everyone, everyone's that, like, where's it gone? What was that? In saying that, you know, like, what's his name? What's the winger's name from Manly? Um, Chris Tupelo 2. Oh, um, nah, Ruben Garrick. Ruben Garrick, seriously, put your shoulder in. Like, get your body in front of it. Yeah. Make an effort. I mess up his hair. Mm. Oh, yeah. Look, he just that was a shit effort. And mm. Turbo as well. Mm. Mate, Turbo, Turbo's, he's, he looked like he was playing at about 70%. Mm. And the majority of the, oh. tr- I think a lot of the tries, like there's no, ex- like 38 nil, but a lot of those tries were just Turbo was, he, he couldn't cover like in defense. Like he was, his hemi looks cooked. It's not good, is it? Mate, I thought it was a knee. Look, um, something like his knee and the hemi, like they're proper strapped. And you could tell, I could tell, but he couldn't get into full stride. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Do you, do you give him uh, four weeks off? No, well, uh, obviously, obviously, it's something that whatever the injury is, he can't further injure it, I'm assuming, because otherwise they wouldn't make. Yeah, I don't know. Mate, Burbo, Burbo played injured all game. I reckon he still had he still had a good match for him, considering they got pumped Mate, in the Here's one for you. I, I've, I know I've already picked my Origin side, but Jake's out. I don't think Jake will make it. Well, that's a big one. Mate, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing crap. Oh, he is hundred percent. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't have him. I didn't have him in my initial seventeen. I had Regan Campbell Gillard, and I, I swapped him for Jake just because I love Jake and. He's been the he's he does the job every like he play and he plays a different I think he plays different at Origin. He puts the pass away. Oh look, yeah, mate, he played prop at Origin and he just he rolls his sleeves up, but mm. he just I don't know, mate. They're just not winning, and he's part of the problem. Mate, I want, I want to say, say that it's the flat track bully thing again. You it know? sure is guilty. Five and O for teams outside the eight, zero from five for teams within the eight. That's crazy. The update every week, it's 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 a thing. It's become reality. Manly cannot beat top eight teams now. Not top four, top eight. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Mate, the Broncos. Daly Cherry Evans. Daly Cherry Evans didn't have an answer. He's not. He, no. he was trying. He just didn't have an answer. Mate, just like the Tigers with Hastings, I know they're coming second last, the Tigers, but Hastings has steered the ship. Mate, Adam Reynolds is obviously on another level. Um, and that's what these gun forwards from the Broncos, young gun forwards and young gun backs, with a bit of with a bit of um, uh, experience with Kurt Capewell, Corey Oates, etc. Adam Reynolds being that guy, that's all they needed to steer the ship because they kept making the bottom four the Broncos over the last few years, and they needed this guy, and they got him. Right. And now they're starting to win. The they've Ford. won four in a row. Four games in a row they've won. Mate, in the Fords, they've got, obviously, Payne House didn't play last week, so Carrigan picked up the slack. Yeah. This week, Payne House is back. Carrigan plays at the same level he played last week, so you've got two yeah. superstars out there. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when, when one of them goes off, Flegler comes on, yeah. and Flegler's killing it as well. I mean, they've they can got- start. All three of them should be starters. You know, And then they've got, the you know, more role players like Corey Jansen. He goes, like takes a hit up and goes hands to knee. So he's got a quick 
play the ball. He does all those shit hit-ups that I talk about where he does the early hit-up. Yeah. So Payne Haas does look better. You know, Carrigan does look better. Flegler does look better because he's doing those. And they've got that that other kid coming off the, the bench. Um, I, I can't pronounce his last name. He's another prop. Palace. And he was starting Palace. at the start of this year. Palisaya. Palisaya? Palisaya, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, don't, don't forget Kobe, on top of that, Kobe Hetherington. He... Oh, mate, and he, yeah, I've got to admit, I, I forgot. And how good is he? He's tackling out of sight. He, you know, he's 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 a he's a great addition to that side. So, like like I said, when when those initial players come off, and blokes like Kobe Hetherington and Flegler come on, they're not missing a beat. On top of that, you've got uh, my, my opinion is that um, Billy Walters is playing great at the start at hooker. He's sort of asking a lot of questions and then uh, they calm down a little bit and Pakes goes in and plays more of a traditional hooking role. And then on top of that, like 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 uh, like uh, was said before, the the, the backs, you got Katoni, Staggs and Herbie Farnsworth who are playing right. like That'd above average, above average. And then on top of that, you got Selwyn Cobbo who's come out, you know, he's considered one of the one of the up and coming superstars of the game yep. on one side, killing it with all the splash plays. And then you've got Corey Oates running for 260 meters on Every the week. other side of the field. Every week. And then, and then to cap it all off, you've got uh, Tamari Martin who's just doing what he has to do at fullback. And they haven't lost without him. You know that? He's a he's zero, he's four and oh since coming back. Four from four. Sorry. And then you got the mullet at five eight. Oh, he's a gronk, but yeah, Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's playing well. He's yeah, playing, he's playing well because well of Adam Reynolds, and he admitted that. So yeah, but but you know what? Who cares? He's a role player. Yeah, he's doing his job. That's right. I'm um I'm happy to move it on here, but look, Manly fans, they um they're they were pissed off. Got a few DMs from some Manly fans, and they were absolutely ropeable about that. Um, mate, you just got to. Look at it this way, I guess, in a positive light. The Broncos is red hot at the moment. You don't do want to do you want to know their do you want to know their draw? Yes, I do. Pa- Para next week, Ooh. Melbourne the week after. Manly. And then and then the Warriors. So Flatjack bullies, they should get two. Technically, they should get one out of the next three. Oh, so you know, what, what's funny, they always go good against Para Manly. So we'll see. Anyway. <laughs> Nick, the Akasha MVP three two ones. All right, uh, Adam Reynolds was just masterclass. So three, and no one's debating that. Uh, Corey Oates, like I said, ran for 260 meters, did all the hard stuff, had a great game, and uh, we gave one to Thomas Flegler because he's the uh, Tavita Pangai Junior of Brisbane. He's offloading almost every time he runs the ball. Tommy F, very good. No more penalty, and no, he's got the penalties out of his game for another week. Uh, yeah, did, mate, uh... if he keeps playing like that, like he's a, he's played Origin. He's a good player. Yeah, um, we will talk about it because that, that's a point of contention there. And Clarkie can just um, ridicule us if we're wrong. But anyway, game three, the <laughs> game three, the South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the New Zealand Warriors 32 to 30. Wild Clarkie. A massive scare for your boys here, my friend. 26 nil up at one point, 26 to 6 at half time. Uh, in my opinion, by half time, it looked like. Another 70-point drubbing was on the cards for the Warriors, at least 50. Uh, but then this slow comeback, slow chipping away from the New Zealand Warriors saw them equal, nearly equalise the greatest comeback in Australian rugby league history because the biggest comeback is from 26 points. But not a great look for your boys, Clarkie, but what's the take? 
They still got the win. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give a. It's gonna be a weird perspective because I didn't watch this game until Sunday night. So yeah. I already knew the result. Already knew basically what had gone on in terms of halftime score, full time score. So when I watched it, I was, I know it didn't kind of develop what I thought, how I thought it was going to. Like obviously, first half we just went out and absolutely rolled them. Cody Walker Cody best Wa- half this year. Yeah, Cody Walker played fantastic, was involved in everything. Junior Totola was unstoppable. Like I think he ran for 150 metres by half time. Um like Jai Arrow was Jai Arrow was huge. And when when I was watching the second half, the whole time I was watching it going, because although I knew the score, I didn't know when tries were scored. I'm like, when did, when's the comeback happening? Like, yeah. it took so long and it was like a really slow comeback too. Like, it was just like, try, 10 minutes later, try. And yeah, it was... Mate, a- they'd score a try though and Reese Walsh should pot every single one. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, so it was six, the, yeah, 12, the, the, 18, the kick, 24. Yeah, yeah the, kicking, the kicking was obviously a major influence on the game. Blake Taff obviously isn't Latrell. He isn't Adam Reynolds. He's, his kicking ability is nowhere near that. And... um. Yeah, we obviously just switched off at halftime. Cody Walker basically put the cue in the rack. Um, but I didn't see any it just it, I didn't see any major deficiencies apart from they just kind of just stopped playing, I guess. And the Warriors, look, I know they got flogged a few times in the last couple of weeks, but they've got some freak players that, that can just pull stuff out of anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like Rick Walks like- can do anything. I was excited yeah, for um, what's it called? Tohu Harris made like a little cheeky comeback, like a little transition. Mate, how did he not get? How did he not get sent off? How did he not get ten? What was that for? Oh, mate, he called. He took someone's head off after a kick. Mm. Mm. I know, but look, they. But it was, nice, it, it was nice to see. It was nice to see him. I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out because it was nice to see him return. He got a knee injury in round eighteen last last year. And he just he come off the bench this one. They gave him 29 minutes. And, you know, it was a nice adjustment back to first grade football for him. Didn't do anything. But, yeah, it was very strange, Clarky. Like you said, it was like consistent tries across, like over like five to ten minute periods. Six mm. points here and six points here. And six it wasn't just here. like bang, 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 no, bang. There was no flurry, which was like a momentum swing. It was just they scored. At the end, at the end there was. At the end when... Uh... Well, there was a Sinbin. They scored two. Well, that's right. Yeah. Damien yeah. Cook got Sinbin. And there's something... So someone asked a question. I'm not going to answer it until next week because it's a fan question. But Damien Cook got Sinbind and he did something that I, I appreciated, which is he just ran off the field. Despite the fact he had the shits with the Sinbin, he just ran off. He had the, yeah. he had the shits yeah. massively. It was but a, he ran off. It was a, but he ran off the field. Yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't, but he, didn't, he respectively ran off the field, which I liked. But I'll talk about that next week. That was weird from Cookie because... Oh, Cookie seems like the most professional, but that was a that was a sin bin. Yeah, but I, I don't know why he could have the shits about like <laughs> other things, you know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah, I guess. Like it's mm. not like, oh, that was a bit rough. It's like, no, it was, it was a sin bin. Mm. But if we if we played like that, if we played nine or ten other teams in the comp, we would have lost that game easy. Mm. Like switching in, in off. Saying that, it, there was six minutes to go, and when he did it, I think it was the right time to do it. I think it's a strategic sin bin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Most teams will be able to shut a team out with six minutes to go. Yeah. But yeah, look, Clarky, that's 
the wins are win. You know, at least she's a winning. <laughs> like I can't feel that. Every time the Bulldogs win, it's like a grand final victory. So, yeah. What do yeah. you say? There's not much more Raider, to say. Raiders next week in Dubbo. So, mate, so if we, if we, if we well, probably not against the Raiders because they can't play football in the second half, but we, we have to play better than that because if we don't play better than that, the Raiders will roll us. I think so too. But we'll move it on. Nick, the Akasha MVP, 3 2 ones. Okay, Junior Tatal already spoken about. He gets three. Um, Aiden Fanua Blake, he's just a constant, just constantly makes yards throughout the game. I think he almost ran for 200 himself. And then uh, he gets two, and then uh, Cody Walker won for his first half. Game four, Gold Coast Titans defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons 20-16. to 16. So the Titans here, boys, they break their five-game losing streak with a golden point victory against the Dragons, seeing the return of their young superstar fullbacks in Jaden Campbell and Tyrell Sloan, respectively. Guilty, your take of this match? Um, I thought it was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. Um, it's exciting. It was. It was wet. It was wet, and it, that, like most of the for most of the game, um, it was a pretty safe game. Like I think both teams completed most of their sets. Um. Well, keep in mind, it's safe. It was safe in the first what quarter of the match when the Titans had, I think they had uh, 13 or 14 sets and the Dragons had three. That was pretty wild. Yeah. They, 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 they withstood a lot of pressure, the Dragons. They even scored, I think, with a sin bin. So, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Um, I thought the two fullbacks, look, they, they both made little errors, but they both, they both showed they're going to be classy for the rest of their careers. They're... Mm. Look, there's no, there's no, no one's thinking who's going to be the Dragons' next fullback. Everyone knows who it is. No one's thinking who's going to be the Titans' next fullback. They already know who it is. They're the fullbacks. Great, great young players. Both, both of them. Every like both of them look tiny out there, but still seem to push through. Bigger hey, blokes did, aren't pushing through like they are. Did you hear what happened with Tyrell Sloan? No. So they, so some, uh, someone has made a compilation of the Dragons Titans game with his errors because he made a few errors. He and... made a few errors. They uh, bullied him on social media, so people were just smacking him on social media. So he, Mate, he wasn't, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that I bad. But that bad. I think it was no. awful. He, he deactivated his account, and the dragons come out and said, "We're gonna, we're going after whoever's, you know, put him in this headspace." Because mate, he, they were talking about him like he lost them the game. Nah, he pretty didn't awful. Lose him the game. Nah, he didn't. Yeah. Mate, it was a golden point try. Like they scored in the last minute. It went for ninety minutes. The game, eighty nine minutes. Like he's not losing you the game. So, hey, they're, yeah. they're losing the game when they're setting up for a point, and um, Ben Hunt is on the. Ben Hunt's a right foot kicker, and mm. they've set him and pushed him to the left to kick off the right foot. Yeah, mate. Yeah, whoever these whoever these dragon supporters are, and it would be dragon supporters, just pull your heads in. Like, what are you messaging the the, the player for? Like, it's absolutely wild that these people who don't play first grade rugby league are giving them shit directly. The goal is that. Not only that, but who wouldn't want to have Tyrell Sloan as your up-and-coming fullback? Nah, idiots, mate. Mate, Tyrell Sloan could sit next to him in a pub and they wouldn't say that to his face. Nah, of course they no wouldn't. No way. They wouldn't even whisper it amongst their friends. They'd go up to him and want to get a photo with him and try and be mates with him. Yeah. And top of that, on top of that, by all accounts, he's a legend. He doesn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Being, yeah. yeah. Just a bunch um, of fucking cowards, mate. But anyway, Clarky. Just a question. Who? Jaden Campbell, obviously, you're talking about the, being the future. Like runs 
runs for 266 metres. And like what you said, Gilby, always kind of half breaking the line. He got 49 metres post-contact, 13 tackle breaks. He's obviously the fullback in the future. Who's Who misses out next year when um, Kieran Foran comes? Yeah, I, it, I think AJ AJ's going to have to look for a new position. AJ could be the utility. I know he's too good for that, in my opinion, but he did that for Origin last year. He could come off as a 14. Yeah, but Ben Hunt, ben Hunt pushed him out, I think, in, this, in the last game. Mm. Uh, look, mate, um, remember Sean Berrigan? He sort of had the same sort of build as AJ Brimson. Yeah. Could he play in the centres? I don't know. I don't know. Have they already got enough centres? they got Herbert. Yeah. they got Kelly. I don't know. I, Oh, yeah. Mm. If I was, yeah, if I was, the Dolphins might be looking at him. Mm. Pretty good. Gonna, I, I like, personally think AJ Brimson's an excellent fullback. You know, and I know they've got Campbell, but he's a, he's a fullback, I think. Yeah. I think he's a fullback. I think he's a fullback too, but. Yeah. Can't stuck pile on, unfortunately. That's no. how, how it goes. But anyway, yeah. the, the Golden Point Tri Boys um, doesn't usually happen. Like obviously they they both went for field goals didn't didn't come didn't come to fruition for either side what, very close. What's the Dragons fire base name? Um, Talatau Moan. Yeah, Moan. I felt sorry for him. How Mate, come? Where he um well uh wasn't it um someone had gone for a field goal and it got it actually got um it had got deflected by Ben Hunt. Yep. Who, who did that twice? Yes. Um, and he 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 knocked it on right near his uh, goal, and that that started the wasn't it a scrum? Yeah, yeah, it was a scrum right outside. So they swept, they they scored off a scrum. Yeah. He played Balls quite it. a good game. Mm. Ballsy move going for the going for the try though. Like yeah, that, that scrum was what the scrum was ten meters out. Jaden Campbell just axed his his first man, and then they just did a shift. And you know what? They even covered they covered pretty well the dragons because. He just got the ball down in the wing. Oh yeah, and, and it's raining. <laughs> I mean, so you got to go one hand. Some people say it was a knock on, but yeah, um, mm. that's how close it was. But mm. yeah, I thought the safer option would have just been send it, send it right out of the back, slot it from thirty meters. Like you're not getting charged down from there mm. from a scrum. So ballsy move, paid off. It, it was. By the way, it wasn't a knock on. Just so if people are trying to contest it, I didn't think it was a knock on. It wasn't a knock on. It was a try. try. I'm just, I'm just, I just said what some people were saying. Did you say that? Are you? Are no, you I was a... watching in the pub. Yeah. And um, yeah. What do you think, but? No, it was a try. Oh, you good. Okay. Try. Yeah, good. Yeah. We asked other blokes at the pub. We're going, hey mate, what do you reckon? <laughs> kisses, kisses to the Titans. <laughs> anyway, we'll move it on, boys. Mate, Unlucky just, dragons. Just before, just before we go on, just, just before we go on, mate. Yep. This is the one. Um, so. We're talking about Andrew Voss before I was. Yeah. Mate, Chino had an awesome game. Ran for 200 metres, made multiple line breaks, crunched a few blokes in defence, and Andrew Voss was talking about how, how bad a game he's playing. That's why he's a shit commentator. What do you say? What do you say, Nick? What do you say? Uh, I think he said something like he dropped one ball in the wet and he said, oh, I think Tino's got flippers or something like that. Oh, what? He can't. He like can't. That. He dropped the ball. Don't make a joke. He can't, he can't make, make a joke. joke. Yeah. Hey, you're going to make a joke. Hey, if you're going to make a joke, make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Nah, um, he's rubbish. Uh, you're just a hater. You're just a hater, Nick. Just a hater of my boy, oh, yeah. Andrew Voss. I can't stand you, mate. Look, 
He was giving Tino shit the whole game. Anyway, we gave Tino three points, so I thought he played great. Uh, ben Hunt, two. The bloke did two charge downs, and he was running their side. And uh, Jaden Campbell, like you said before, Clarky, 260 metres, and he, he was phenomenal. He did make a few errors, but he still played great. Ben Hunt would have got the three if, he, if they if they iced the game, but yeah. Mm. Boys, we'll move on to game five. The Penrith Panthers defeat the Melbourne Storm 32-6. to so the predicted grand final for 2022 saw no Ryan Pappenhausen, no Jerome Hughes, no Remus Smith for the Storm as the Panthers turned it up in torrential Brisbane conditions to break the Storm's six-game win streak. Guilty. The Panthers dominated the Storm in this match, don't you think? Or do you not think that? Speaking of no, haters, they, they, they more they, hate. They, no, they definitely dominated the Storm and there was a reason. So... I think that um, the Storm have used the wrong players in the wrong positions. They originally had um, what's the uh, winger that's come from the Bulldogs? Oh, no, what's Nick the winger that's come from Nick the Bulldogs? They had Nick Meaney originally at fullback. Tyrone Wishart had a great game in the centres against um, Suley the week before when they were playing St George. Um, I think they should have just left Tyrone Wishart in the centres, put Nick Meaney at fullback. That means that that is it Ioma? Yeah, Dean Eremeyer. He played in the centres as well. Mate, he should be on the wing. He's played on the wing before. I've never seen him play in the centres in first grade before. Um, I'm not saying they would have won it as a result of that. I just think that that would have been a better way to start the match. Because, um, look, even though he played well, Wishart, he tried hard. He, he, I mean, that's who they went after. He was a weak spot. And, and Ioma was as well. Yeah. It would have Mate. been a, a better spectacle if it was a full-strength game. But sorry, Clarky. I've got a I've got an issue here. Mm. Was it Marion Seve in the centers or was it um who who are you just saying? Dean Aramaya. Was it I the, can't remember. Was it? No, the, the, comment, was. the commentators the commentators were calling him Eri, that let's say the name again. Eremaya. Eremaya. The commentators kept saying Eremaya, but the NRL website says it was Marion Seve. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure it was Seve. Cool. But the commentators okay. kept saying... Yeah, the cop t- yeah, you know what? It, it, I don't know. It's a great question. So was it Seve? Hold on. I'll have a look. It says Seve on the on the NRL. Whoever it was, they missed 47 tackles and let in three or four tries. <laughs> and did you see the passes? Did you see his passes? Yeah. <laughs> Passed yeah. out a dummy half that just sort of blonked out of his hand onto the ground? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a bad night. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. The Panthers, despite the fact they played an understrength storm side, no excuse storm because you have a superstar team. uh, The variation in their game is the key to beating the Melbourne storm. Just keep the ball alive and and play off the cuff. Don't play so structured. And the Panthers have the um, spoils to do that because they have a great side. And that just showed in this game. They, They can just attack from everywhere like well, see so can the storm but they just couldn't they got they got suffocated in the second half particularly with field yep. position but i'm pretty sure if you take nathan cleary and dylan edwards out of the team yeah a, that's well that's a bit, right a bit yeah. closer yeah but you know yeah. like at the start of the game um big nelson made a run and wishart came off on his left side and hit him in the hit him right where the ball's meant to be and he's just dropped it cold you know little things like that happen when you just don't have the experience that you know, a full-time player has. 
you know, and, and little things like that can't happen when you're when you're playing. You're not playing with your best side. You know, you know, you players who come in have to play their best. That that's 100%. just the fact. Especially against especially against the Panthers. Well, you could tell, but besides Munster, in my opinion, who was who was great, and that try set up for Meany was fantastic. The kick try, mm. um, the you could just tell that the. I think mentally, body language wise as well, that the Storm just weren't there to turn up. And the Panthers were. The Panthers were like, we're versus the Storm, we're going to beat them. And beat them they did. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I thought there's one or two players I thought played well as well for the Storm. Mm. I thought, um, what's the prop's name who was in a bit of trouble and it was his first game back off the bench? Uh, Tui Kamekameka. Tua Kamikamika, mate, he he went hard. I thought he played well with the limited minutes he had. He had to. Yeah. 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 Clark, are you going to say something? Um, no, was I? Yeah, you were. And then and then Nick um Nick spoke, but that's okay. Look, Nick, you've got a <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on to the catch MVP three two ones, but you've got an issue with uh Clarkie, because obviously for those that are unaware still. The three two ones that we pick, the Akasha MVP three two ones that we as a sideline story panel pick. The three of us pick three, and then we have to obviously mix and match um, if we don't agree. So this week, Nick, go ahead. The three two ones. Okay, so I don't agree. We I've been overruled. So uh, mm. first of all, Viliana Kicker gets three. I'm pretty sure we all agree with that. Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two points goes to Nathan Cleary, and I totally don't agree with that. Why, Nick? Um, I'll tell you why, okay? So Nathan Cleary just didn't do anything in this game. I thought there were other players that were better. Um, I'll go through a few things with you. So he had one try assist, which is great. That's his job. It was off mm-hmm. a kick. Mm-hmm. He had six, six dummy half run meters. He did run for about 140 meters, but I don't know where he ran for 140 100, meters. 160. When he didn't make a tackle break. I don't know where he ran for 160 when he didn't make a tackle break, or a uh, or a, or a line break. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had one offload. Um, his tackling was at 76 percent efficiency, um, and he had 442 meters on 15 kicks, which is just about average. Oh, come <laughs> on. Well, hold on, hold on. 442 okay. metres or 15 kicks. Hold on a sec. Right? As opposed to... Holding. Holding on. Uh, you've got Townsend, who had 438 metres off 12 kicks. You've got Moses, who had 534 metres off 15 kicks. You've got Ben Hunt, who had 548 metres off 16 kicks. Mate, it was average, right? Um, average? Got, like, yeah, mate. 442 metres of 15 kicks. You're not going to give him a man of the match or two points for that. Ah, oh, listen, Nick, we, we spoke about this off air. And stats, I know you want to... stats don't tell everything. Yeah, and you've said what that before. You I, you've yeah, said that before. Yeah, I have. I have. I have. But you know what? He didn't stand out. Look. You're all about you're all about you're all about the players who don't stand out, who do all the little things. He kicked, he kicked them. He played the perfect wet weather football kick. Yeah. Okay. And a lot I'm of the not, a lot of the I'm tries not. came off his setup. He's running into space that gave it to Yo, who then had more space to give it to Luai, to give it to kick out, to give it to whoever on the left. Okay. I'd, 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 move, I'd, I'd, I'd argue that and say that I think Coruscant created space. 
And also, yo, and also Cleary. And none uh, of them got points. Go none on. of them got points. Kiki got we'll points. Go hold on. We'll go a bit further. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Kiki got three. <laughs> What's that? You said Kiki none of them got, got points. points. I said Kiki got three. No, no, no. I said, I said yo and Coruscant. None of them got points. Uh, well, yeah. Gilby, anyway. come here. I'll get... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No. Look, if we go any, if you go, like, he had one try assist off a kick. He's, 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 he's meant to be moving into the right hand side. So he's attack wise, he's meant to cover the right hand side. He did nothing on the right hand side. He had 27 he sort of touches of the ball. The left. 27 touches I mean, of the ball. That's, that's fine. So he had 27 or 47? 27, which is the most in yeah. the game. And then yeah, a lot of the fine. tries came off the back of what he, he's, he, he's he, molded just, the, the, the team line and the structure for the tries. Sorry, mate. Listen, he up, had one try assist off digging the Digging deep into the line. He sets up every, he sets up, he gives the space to Luai. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, Luai, look, game, he didn't. Luai, I no, thought was didn't. fantastic. You know I, I, don't Luai... Think, I don't think he passed. I don't think he often passed until the end of the game. He didn't move straight to Luai. It came off someone else before it even got to Luai from Cleary. Well, who's our who's our one point, Nick? Um, hold on. Our Drum one point is it is Jerome Luai. It is Jerome, yeah. but I mean, to me, he he deserves two. To, mm. to me, in this game, Nathan Cleary was the third best half. Munster played better than Cleary. Yeah. That that was that was Jerome Luai's um Elsie's best game all year. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Look, so, pick, so what you're saying is Jerome Lowe's best game all year is as a one point as opposed to Cleary didn't even see him, he gets two points. No, I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm just saying Jerome Lowe's played pretty ordinary all year. And that was easily uh, his best game. Anyway, hey, Nick. Let's go. Two tries assist, four tackle breaks, one line break, a line break assist, a try, and he gets one point. Cleary, one try assist, full stop. <laughs> You're all about the stats, Nick. Unbelievable. It's not about the stats, yeah, because, mate. because let's compare it, though. Like, like a it's about the, the eyeball test, Nick. Like, remember that? The eyeball test. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's 100%. That's why I'm bringing it up, because he didn't pass the eyeball test. Uh, and then you guys gave him two points. Uh, anyway. Anyway, we're know, moving hey, on. Clarky, we're moving oh, Clarky, on. Hold on. I know Clarky's under pressure from his... Father-in-law, listen, <laughs> hey, be strong, mate. <laughs> We're moving on, Nick. Right on. The game six, the Canberra Raiders defeat the Cronulla Sharks 30 to 10. Opening Sunday's Magic Round games in sunny conditions, finally. The Canberra Raiders against all odds caused a massive upset against the Sharks, proving to be their bogey team after defeating them for the eighth time in a row. Canberra have beaten the Sharks eight times in a row. Wild. Clarky. They've been them twice this year, by the way. Clarky, Canberra copped three sin bins in this game. Yep. It was the reverse. It was the opposite of the Sharks versus Warriors game last week. The Raiders had 11 on the field. Just like last week when the Sharks had 11 on the field, they won. The Raiders won with 11 on the field. They even scored for the first time in five games. They scored a second half try. It was wild. But your take, what is it? But I think, uh, yeah, surely the Sharks were just feeling the effects of last week's game. Yeah, the yeah, that's all you can really put it down to. The Raiders, they're a f- funny old football team, aren't they? They'd be they, if you're a Raiders fan, God, you'd be frustrated with them. 
They 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 like, played spec like look they they played they used the sun to their advantage in the first half. Frawley played well, kicking it. <laughs> that first that first try, Paul Cole's like this. He's like that. He's blocking, he's blocking the sun with his hands. He's just like I'm not even going to attempt. Well, he couldn't see the ball. And then Katoa does a hit up the next one, drops the ball. It's a it's a game. He had a bad game. He had a horrible had a game. Bad game. Um, but not as bad as that. That's the that's the worst I've seen him play. Yeah, it, it was. And look like. Clarky, sorry, I'll let you finish for a sec. But, like, I think a big thing was moving Nico Hines to fullback. Obviously, Jesse Ramian's out for suspension, and as is Will Kennedy. Um, but they've moved Hines to fullback and put Braden Trindle in the halves. And you know what? Matt Moylan and Braden Trindle are not a vibe. They do not, no. do not compute. Nico Hines, not. Nico Hines does with Matt Moylan. It just works. But Braden Trindle and Matt Moylan, <clears throat> big X. Yeah, I don't know. I was I thought Braden Trindle was a shoe in to partner Nico Heinz in the half at the start of the year, but yeah, that, going off that, it's clearly obviously it would have been different maybe if Nico was in the halves. But I'm just trying to bear with me, Gildy. Give us your take because I'm going to find out who's their fullback in reserve grade because yeah, they're going to have to do something different. But the Raiders, they um, it's awesome to see. Um, Simon Wolford's twin brother slash son out there. It was absolute. Exactly. Sp- How good did he play? Not a good he play. It was an absolute carbon copy of Simon Wolford looks wise. He's, bigger. He's yeah, bigger. He's bigger. Yeah, he is. He's he's a bit thicker than him, but yeah, he he had a he had a really good game. He's been to that's probably what about his fourth club that he's been to and just toiling his way in reserve grade and finally got a cracking. Train and trial deal. One 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 year, one opportunity, and he took it. Well, mate, he was at Canberra and then the dogs signed him. And the dogs were like, hey, We'll give this, we'll give him a go. And then he just never got a go. And yeah, but you know what? Canberra. He, Dan, he was at Canberra. I remember him being at Canberra and being thought of as the next big thing. Yeah. And I remember when the dogs signed him, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah it was. We got this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I I I just think that Kamala are a bit um, I think they've tricked everyone. I don't think they're going to be the there at the end. Mate, yeah, they're flashing the pen. Mate, Look, I I didn't um, put them in my eight. I didn't put them in my eight. I was I was I had egg on my face at the start when they were ripping up, but they just it, it is a long comp. That's why we said it, mate. It's still a, they're still a top eight team. They could be. They could be. Oh, they could oh, change oh, it. But this was bad. This was a really bad, really bad game, Clarky. Yeah, I don't think they miss the players to be to 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 lose like that. And we got to remember, Nico Hines carved up. Nico Hines made his name at fullback, so we can't go. Oh, Nico Hines, you know, he wasn't. I good guess at fullback, I guess he wasn't in the storm the it's storm just, system, but and yeah, I think it was just a balance of the team as well. So I'm just looking up. Um, so the New South Wales Cup had a a buy round except for one game. Yeah, on the weekend that just went. Yeah, but the, right. so the game before that. Um, the fullback for the Newtown Jets, which is the feeder club, was Cade Dykes, which is another, which is um, Adam Dykes' son. son. Yeah, right. So, I, I, and I did I'm read pretty... something about they were looking at using him. He, two, uh, he nah, had three nah, tries. It, I don't think it's Cade Dykes. They've got another bloke who's got a rugby union background. I think this is who you're talking about, Clarky. I think the Bulldogs have actually bought him for next year. So he's a fullback. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I figured his name. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I've read that too. I figured his name. So, so 
what what I was told was that they were looking at him to play fullback and they made a decision to go with Hines and chop and change the halves because you know you said before Trindle was for all money going to be the I, I think Trindle was going to be the halves partner this year but he got in, didn't he get suspended yeah and then Moylan started and Moylan was played with like a house on fire and Trindle just hasn't been able to get his spot back that that's mm. that's that's how I, that's running out mate um something in the game I wanted to bring up uh Elliot Whitehead Sinbin. Now, I might be on my own here. Um, this was their third sin bin of the game, by the way, and yep. what led to them having 11 on the field. But, mate, this is the one where Dalfa Nukin took a hit up and got pumped by three Canberra players. Yeah, I think – and what happened was Fanukin got knocked out because his head's yep. hit the shoulder of Elliot Whitehead. And yep. I think it was very incidental – and it wasn't malicious. It wasn't shoulder first. It wasn't a shoulder charge. It wasn't high, mate. He's been hit by two players, and he's got and he's been tackled, and his head's gone into the shoulder of Elliot Whitehead, who's the third player. And that's how yeah, I looked it, at it. It's whiplash. It's whiplashed into his shoulder, mate. After he hit the other two players, I is that what he's saying? That's what I'm saying. And I thought the Sinbin was bullshit. That's my opinion. I, I still think it's a Sinbin, yeah, but I, I agree. I agree, and and I think the the, the penalty will display that. Yeah. But it's still a sim and he's still in the head. It's the thing is, like, <clears throat> and I know we have this argument all the time whether you should take injury into consideration. I think in injuries taken into consideration here because it it's the force aspect of it. Hmm. So if he doesn't get knocked out, it's probably a penalty, and they say, Well, the force isn't great. But because he is knocked out, they say that the force is great. I'd say the force was harder because Fanukin ran at hundred miles an hour and ran into his yeah. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mate, don't like, get me wrong. When I first the first seven replays I saw, I saw nothing wrong, and then the eighth one, I'm like, oh, he's hit Elliot Whitehead's shoulder, and he probably did uh, hit Elliot Whitehead's shoulder as opposed to the other way. But yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like this con- one. It's contact. It's contact to the head, and yeah, I didn't like I this think, one. Like, there's ones Whitehead where like they duck, and I like the, like there's ones where they duck and get hit, and it's incidental. And they and they've started to not sin bin those. Fantastic! There was a big issue, issue last Feeling year brown. in Magic Ground, but yeah, they still give those penalties. I thought this one was a penalty report at worst, not a sin bin. That's what I'm saying. I, I think, I think, I think, if he, I think it's shoulder to the head though. End of story, man. If mm. he doesn't get knocked out, hey, I think it's it, a penalty. It, yeah, Dan is fucking white, mate. Ah, I know, I know, Nick. <laughs> um, couple more things I wanted to bring up. Uh, Jared Croker is not out for the season. Thank God, uh, he's only out for two to three weeks. So, Where do you put him, mate? Well, in the centres. Yeah, but, but he mate, was good. the centres played well. Yeah, I know, I know. But look, the Raiders, they've won two in a row now. They've, they won that sloppy game against the Dogs and they, they played very well against the Sharks, against all odds, in my opinion. Without Jack Wyden. Yep. So, you know what? This is good. Good. I know it would be hard to be a supporter. Clarky, you said that for the Raiders because they're so hot and cold. But, you know, they're starting to piece a couple wins together. Um, but the last thing I wanted to bring up, the Sharks Heritage jersey was insanely good looking. It was such mm-hmm. a mad idea from them. And it spruiked an idea for myself. There was a there was an idea that you brought up, Clarky, which you can bring up. But the idea that I have is for Magic Round every year, every club should wear their Heritage jersey. One that's already been made, not like a this is a heritage round and we're going to wear some random like one we've made. No, it should be like what the Cronulla Sharks did and have an old design from the nineties and then use that in magic round. 
you know what I've got I've just come up with an idea on the spot every oh. magic round they have a different a, a different concept so you like this whole because our conversation started because of the whole color rush thing yeah that the NFL did over in conjunction with the with Nike where they did this big color thing does every magic round do something different so next magic round do your last team like the last time your team won or played in the grand final final. the year before the year after that do the 90s after that do the 60s Mm. like the year after that it's just a free a free for all just do something you can't just yeah magic round is this special concept that the nrl's got going which the fans are absolutely frothing over at the moment just add more to it just don't go out there with the same old boring jerseys you come up with every other week. Mm. No, I like that. I like that. It's changes to anything. But yeah, I the like Sharks jersey is mad. Yeah, I thought it was it Dean Treister running around instead of um, Blake Braley. Yeah, 100%. Mate, we'll move it on. Been on this game long enough. Guilty, the Akasha MVP 3 2 ones. So Sebastian Chris, three. Um, had a great first half. Uh, Brad Schneider, how good's he going? I, I think Jamal Fogarty's going to be worried, a little bit worried about ever getting his spot back. He was fantastic. And and Josh Papa, Josh Papali just killed it as a prop. In saying that, so did uh, so did the other prop. What's his name? Tarpanay. Uh, had a great yeah. game as well. Uh, hard hey, to split him. There's a lot of good players this time for the Raiders. I, look, Schneider for me, uh, I thought he was fantastic defensively. I thought he was he was. Very, very clinical. In attack, he was sound, mate. It's good. It's good for the uh, mate, good for the Canberra got, Raiders' future. They've got Jordan Rapana and Kotrick. They played well. Yeah. Um, Hudson Young, he was good. Hudson Except Young, few- he scored. He, he made a lot of meters. He did it off the back of that one intercept, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, he plays good every week. Hey, they've got a, good, a lot of good players. Yeah. They've got, they've got good bench players as well, the, the Raiders. It's just anyway. taken, yeah, that first 10-week spell for every club, mate. It's different for everyone. So Sharks might be on the decline. Raiders might be on the up. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. But we'll move it on. Game seven, the Sydney Roosters defeat the Parramatta Eels 31-24. to Clark, he's, um, ooh, he's doing that. Mate, it was a high-quality match, in my opinion. Guilty. Uh, but the Roosters defeated the, what I'll describe as a pretty hot and cold Eels side week to week. Um, but this is your club. What did you make of their performance in this game? Uh, look, I thought that both teams played pretty well. I think, I, I don't know if you guys agree with this. I think the difference happened when Opacek, um tried to stop Tedesco, uh, tackled him without the ball. He yeah. got sent for 10 minutes. Um, as a result, I think the, the Roosters put, a, put two tries on. Um, and it just gave... Gave him too much of a start and Parramatta couldn't claw it back. They nearly I thought, did. I thought, Parramatta, I thought Parramatta put themselves in some in some positions where possibly like there was uh, Dylan Brown made a break and then sort of kicked it to the left when Gutherson was open on the right. Mm. Um, but you can't get them all right. Look, uh, I think not taking any way away from the Roosters. I mean, you look at their backs compared to the Parabacks. Look how good Sawali was magnificent. He was in the air. That that uh, that specky he took for the no, try. That was that was dead set Israel Folau style. Mm. That take. Yeah, that he looked crazy. very good. Yeah, no, nah, he that and was I, fantastic. So you've got him on the right, 
And then you've got you've got inside him Joey Manu, who's unstoppable. Like Joey Manu, everyone knows he's the best center in the game. Look, you know, I think Parra did pretty well. Um, we've got a few players to come back. I'm not really too worried about this one. Like, of course, you want to win, but I think both teams played well. Hmm. Yeah, that Dylan Brown, that Dylan Brown option, not to pass it back on the inside to um, Gutho. That was that was unfortunate. <laughs> he had a that bit was of a. Unfortunate. Then there was a there was a Gutho knock on as well, which was absolutely shit house. Yeah. Gutho's got that in though. So yeah, because if he gives that to Gutho, Gutho scores. Yeah, 100%. He's, got, he's, he's gone with a low percentage play, which would have looked phenomenal if it paid off. But And it sucked because it came off the back of that um, the big hit that he put on, which ended up being a penalty. Yeah, okay. We're going to, yeah, all right. Uh, I don't know what – I just think that, yeah, look, um, in hindsight, I know what I said to you guys after the game um, – yeah, look, it's a penalty. He's hit him in the head. It's a penalty, but it's it's unlucky. Like you said, Dan, when they when they're ducking into it, what do you what do you, what are you meant to do? Yeah, look, the initially when they were happening, those because they were sin bidding them. And this was in last year's Magic Round when they were sin bidding those. Yeah, it's not. It's not a sin bid. It's not a sin bid no, because there's no on. intent to smash someone when they're you know Tedesco loves the dip and dive. Toto loves the dip and dive. Um, you know. Like the Matty Utah sort of style where you're dipping to get through, which is a great um, uh, style of getting through players to, you know, break the tackle. But that bloke's seven foot tall. Why is he dipping? What was that? That bloke's bloody seven foot tall. Why is he dipping? You know, but at the end of the day, they're not, look, they're penalties because they're, you know, accidentally hitting the head. That's how it is. And they're penalties. They're not sin bins. That's, you know, those incidental ones are sitting, uh, a penalties report at best. But that's yeah. it. That's it. Look, so, he was well and truly. He was cooked after the hit as well. He had to go. He was all wobbly. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, look, it's, I don't think that, that – look, that, that didn't – look, of course, as a fan, you, you know, you, you sort of – as a para fan, you look at that and you go, oh, come on, ref. But, look, if you look at it through – um through uh, the eyes of someone else who doesn't go for either side. I, yeah, I don't think that wrecked the game for Para. Mm. I just think that, that that's the, 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 the 10 minutes from Opacek. I mean, look, that was close as well. I, I don't even really blame Opacek. I think, you know, he had no other option. It's either a try or do that. And yeah, so I just think it was a good game and we lost and the better side won. Yeah. It's funny, the Roosters, they're starting to kind of piece together. Like they lost the dogs, then they pumped the Titans in the most boring game I've ever watched in a while. Um, minus the Titans uh, Tigers game in round four, I think it was when they won eight six. Uh, but, um, but then they beat the Roos- the Eels, and the Eels are also a funny team because they beat Panthers up and down, up and down. So strange, like they, they got smacked by the Cowboys in Darwin, then they beat the yep. Panthers in Penrith, twenty one games in a row at home, eight game like undefeated. Right. They beat them and they lose to the Roosters. Right. I'm not saying they, but they didn't get humbled by the Roosters. There was just a shit period where it was twenty five six. Then it was 25-24 because yeah. you yeah. got the flurry of tries. Look, you know, I wouldn't be too disappointed. It's just annoying that you lost. That's just basically Yeah, yeah. No, that's how I feel. I look, you, you look at it, um, as a para fan, we're 6-10 and 10, and you just think we beat, we've beat we beaten Melbourne and we've beaten Panthers. Like, who yeah. are we losing? Like, why are we losing to, like, the Tigers? And <laughs> we have to beat anyway, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, look, anyway. That's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, the Roosters are still the Roosters. Like, it's, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Guilty. If we're happy to move it on, the Akasha MVP yep. three two ones. 
we got Isaiah Papali with three, and he scored two tries, um, three points in a losing side, ran over the top of Walker all game. If someone else comes up to me and tells me Walker's playing great, he did a few good things in attack. His, his defense is rubbish. Uh, James I, I, agree, I agree, by the way, Nick, just so you know, yeah. I agree. James Tedesco, too, had a great game. I think he ran for 260 metres or something like that. And uh, Joseph Suwali, that was that was... That was the best game I've seen him play so far, and he's got big wraps on him. And I, he's he is going to be a superstar. You can just tell. Yeah, hundred percent. He's he's just taken up his player option to extend for another year. Yes, he did. Uh, mate, great yeah. player. Boys, last game of Magic Round, game eight. The North Queensland Cowboys defeat the West Tigers thirty-six to twelve. Another flurry of tries from the Cowboys sees the shock contenders of the twenty twenty-two NRL season win their fifth game in a row now sitting in outright third on the NRL ladder. Clarky, what is your take for this match, my friend? Yeah, look, it's another game I think that if you're a Tigers fan that you you probably you can't be too too upset about. Like the Cowboys, 36 points. I know they've scored 36 points on the Tigers, but they, they, again, they tried hard. They didn't give up like they that game against... I keep forgetting who it was against Cronulla. a couple of weeks ago, Cronulla. Cronulla, and then the game against the Titans. That was that, like that was dreadful. But um, Junior Tupo, the uh, speaking of rugby, they signed him from. He's come over from the Waratahs junior system. He looked pretty impressive. He was the winger who scored yeah. the first their first try. Yeah. Hey, he looks good. He does they had, work. They had him and Junior Very... Porga on the other wing. So they had two debutants on the wings. The West Tigers. Yeah, he looked big, athletic, some good signs for the Tigers. But, yeah, yeah the, the Cowboys, they were – maybe Ruben Cotter just keeps keeps doing what he's doing in the middle there. Yeah. I still don't think he's playing prop. I think for some reason Jason Tomalolo is allergic to wearing a props jersey. Um, Ruben Cotter's just playing lock for my – for in my yeah. opinion. But just he's he's phenomenal. Um, Great footwork. Yeah, fantastic football. Super fit. That that try from Murray to Luggy. Oi, you know what? I'll say something My before you say it. Goodness. Mate, that was the best game he's ever played ever, by the way. But I've yeah. never seen anything like it. And I've said this every single year that the NRL has been uh, a part of my life, which is 29 years, nearly 30 now. Um, there is always a unique try in the NRL that wows you. That, that goes viral around the world. And this opening try where he should be out by all percentages, 99% he's going out, he's hitting the deck, and he somehow, right. as he's in the air, airborne with two or three guys on him, flicks it out the back to Scott Drinkwater. Was it Drinkwater? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was but it wasn't. It was just in the air. He was in the air forever. Mate. It was in insane. the air. And you're going, it's when's almost... he going to fall over you? When's he going to hit the ground? And then he just doesn't. And... Yeah, that's another drink, second he's in the air. Three quarter catches the ball and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, I've got it. Then, like, he goes to throw the ball as soon as he, like, starts to go over the line and then readjusts. And, th- and it's like he readjusts and throws the ball better. Like, that's what he's he arm. He's arm- oh, it was just ridiculous like mm. it was which yeah. tr- which try do you like better do you like that try 
Or do you like Bryce Cartwright's try to Moses? Oh, that was wild too. Nah, that one. Yep. Which one? Okay. Murray yeah, Tulagi's. Murray, Murray Tulagi's. That was, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. Good, yeah. It'll be interesting, Nick, for who, who gets try of the year. They're, they're two contenders. I like them both. Yeah. I like them both. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, it's made. They're just they're playing they're playing really well, Cowboys. Like you got, I'll just go like you got drink water at the back. Val Holmes is just getting better and better every week in the centers. You got the they're two. It's weird hearing that from you, Parky. Mm. <laughs> you got the two. You got the your two halves. You just got that classic experience and and inexperienced halves, and then you got Reese Rob Reese Robson just. Tearing, he's finally been given the opportunity to play, or he's been playing for a couple of weeks now. But eighty minutes at hooker, he hasn't got, he hasn't got um, Jake Granville coming off coming off the bench and disjoining him. He's yeah, and then you've got Jeremiah Nenai and Helam Luki. So, mate, Nenai's Nenai's good for a bloody bomb try every like a, a bomb catch try every week. It's every week. How good? It's, how good? Yeah. Yeah, mate, I've got him in super coach and I'm so close to getting rid of him, but he then he does one of the because he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just and working as a cohesive unit. Hammer, then they've got the hammer off the bench. Like they're doing very they've got nowhere well, to put it. Very well. Mate, Todd Payton, like mate, we all Gildy and I have egg in our face right now. We said they'll come in last. Yeah. We said they were coming last and they're not. And if it wasn't last, hey. it was bottom four, easy. Like the um, halfback. What about how much I gave it to? Yeah, Townsend. Townsend. Yeah. I just went, ah, oh, the worst signing ever. Yeah. Eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, they, they, look, Todd Payton's done a good job there, and he's he's got them playing as a cohesive unit. For the Tigers, we spoke about it off air on our WhatsApp chat between the three of us, mate. Jackson Hastings tries his heart out, doesn't he, boys? Oh, mate, look, he still looks good. They're losing, but he's still – he's trying things. Mate, if he was in any other side, <laughs> I mean, you'd be speaking about him as in the same vein as Nico Hines for Origin. Do you know what I mean? Like They, 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 need, they need to lock him down. They need to lock him down now. He's only got – he only signed a two-year contract on 500 grand. He's playing like an eight – he's playing like an eight or a $900,000 player. Mate, they need to upgrade him probably, now yeah. before – Mate, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm going after him. That's who I'm going after. 100%. Yeah. If I'm the Bulldogs, I'd be going after Jackson Hastings. Yeah. Oh. But like the Tigers, they were terribly unlucky. Like Luke, Blook, Blooks. Luke Brooks only played 41 minutes. Jake Simpkin only played 27 minutes. Um, yeah, Brooks, had a, uh, Brooks had a, uh, he had a hamstring, didn't he? Oh, Brooksy. Yeah. Oh, Brooksy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they tried hard. Tigers tried hard. I don't yeah. who the score the score doesn't reflect it because they had a flurry of tries at Cowboys. They'll be if they'll be I'm, the dog. They'll be the dogs. On... Sorry, Clarky. They'll be the dogs on the weekend. Yeah, sick chat. But next, Gildy, what say, do you have to if say? I'm, if, I, if I'm a Tigers fan, I'm happy. You know, not, not, not happy you're losing, but mate, I can see I can see growth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's right. Like Stefano, Stefano's coming back in now. You know. Mate, he's he's he was a long time injured. He's a big body. He's getting better. You can see it each week, you know. And he's yeah. just another one. I thought Garner's playing pretty well in the centers. Yeah, even though he's going to Penrith next year now. Yeah, mm. but they're all they're losing a whole heap of their players. Garner's going to Penrith. Luciana's going to Cowboys. to the Cowboys. Yeah. He's playing. He's, he's 
I don't know where they're going to put him. Anyway, yeah. another successful Magic Round boys with an average 44,000K or 44K in attendance per day. It was very good. Uh, Guilty, the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for this game. Uh, Ruben Cotter, three. Uh, Murray Talagi, two. And Reese Robson, one. R- with regards to Reese Robson, I made a mistake. I thought he was unsigned, but he's he signed through to next year. So Yeah. Yeah, and I made a mistake as well a couple of episodes ago. I'll I'll happy at that. Um, Scott Drinkwater is also signed for next year for the Cowboys. I thought he was off contract. So anyway, boys, rapid fire tips for round eleven, starting with our main man Ryan Keith Clark, the second or maybe preferred host of this podcast. Game one, <laughs> game one, Clarky. The Knights versus the Broncos at Newcastle. No oh, Broncos for sure. Guilty. Sorry, I had something in my mouth. Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was food. Um, Broncos for yeah. me as well. Game two, the Tigers versus the Bulldogs at Leichhardt Oval. This is, by the way, Clarky, the Bulldogs' third battle of the spoon in a row. I'm going to go to the Tigers. The only reason I don't want to go to the Tigers is because the whole – normally when you sack a coach, the players step yeah. up. But Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go the Tigers, but this will be close. I'm going to go Tigers. And that's all I have to say about that. Game three, the Eels versus the Seagulls at Parramatta. You have to go Parra. Hmm. I'll go Parra every, every week, but I think it'll be close. It depends. If, if, if There's talk about Turbo not playing. That's what I've heard. Oh, look, I think Eels will smack them. Guilty. They're going to do their hot, cold thing. And I think they're yeah. going to absolutely pump them. The um, flat track bully season's in for Manly. It's been proven five and five from five. So anyway, Dragons versus Warriors, game four at Cogra. Dragons. Yeah, Dragons. Dragons. Game five, the Cowboys versus Storm at Townsville. Very big game. Oof. Man, this should game. be a cracking game. Is mm. Pappen, um, I'm going to pick the Storm regardless, but is Pappenhausen and Hughes no. still out? Uh, Hughes no. might be no, back. Hughes might Hughes be back, back, they okay. said, but Pappenhausen's definitely out. Oof. I'm going to go Storm, but yeah, wow. Guilty? I'm going Cowboys. So am I. I'm going Cowboys yeah. too. You, okay. let's go. Let's back them. You can't tip against Melbourne. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I didn't last week, but unfortunately. Game six, the Roosters versus <laughs> Camp. No, I didn't change it. I forgot. I didn't know that Hughes was out too. I didn't change it in time. Uh, game six, the Roosters versus Panthers at the SCG. Panthers. Panthers by more. Panthers, but only because bit... only because only because Clear is playing. <laughs> <laughs> you watch. You'll have an absolute blinder. I think I think this will be a close game, but Panthers. Panthers. Uh, game seven. Rabbitohs versus Raiders at Dubbo. Rabbits. Uh, this is a hard one. Mm. I'm going. I'm going to go to the Raiders. I am also probably going to pick the Raiders, Clarky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, the Rabbitohs are weird and the Raiders are also weird. It's just who's less weird on the day. Uh, and game eight in uh, game four or five, Clarkies cannot pick Titans uh, rule. The Titans versus the Sharks at the Gold Coast. Yeah, I would have picked Sharks anyway. Liar. <laughs> um, I think this will be close as well because 
because uh, who's out for the Sharks? Um, it's at the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the last time I'm picking the Titans if they lose on me. I'm picking the Titans. What happens if they lose? I won't pick them for five rounds. Ooh, <laughs> he's put his balls on the table. Okay, I'm picking Sharks, but they need to take Hines out of the back. That's all I'm saying. They need to put him back in the halves. Um, that's it, boys. We'll move it on. We'll move it on. Clarky, obviously stepping out because we're doing the around the grounds. Let's go, Nick. That's cool. We're doing it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Nick, let's check in around the grounds. The segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, and we'll start with the Super League as usual. So for us, it's Tuesday afternoon. Um, Over in England, they finished their last three games Monday morning, early morning, by the way. Uh, Six games as usual. Game one, the Huddersfield Giants defeated the Wigan Warriors 32-22. to So for those that have forgotten or are unaware. It's a big coincidence that these two clubs played each other this week because last week was the Challenge Cup. Both these sides, being Huddersfield and Wigan, beat their opposition. And this is basically a sneak preview of what the Challenge Cup grand final will be because they beat their opposition last week in the semis. So Huddersfield won in a high-scoring game, albeit both sides having weakened opposition, uh, weakened teams because they rested a lot of players as a result of their Challenge Cup semi-final victories. But um, uh, this victory for the Giants ended the Warriors' three-game win streak. So, Nick, who do you think will win the Challenge Cup? I know this wasn't the Challenge Cup game, but who do you think will win it out of these two? Full strength sides. Um, Huddersfield. You're going Huddersfield. Yeah. Mate, they've had a great season. Mate, look, they've they got Theo Farge from St. Helens. They've got Chris Hill, uh, who was a Warrington Wolves veteran. Uh, Lola Hayes having a gun, a gun season. He's gone to fullback for them. Uh, one of the biggest signings they made, which they made like after we made our post about big signings going to the Super League at the start of the year. Danny Levi is their hooker. Um, they, they've just put that together and that's a spine. They've just, they've fixed the spine and they've put that together to, you know, be competitive this year. Cause usually they're in the bottom four this year. They're not. So it's great to see, but I've maintained that Wigan will win the super league and they've made the final. Now I think Wigan will win the final, but it's big. It's big. That It's, it's better that there are more competitive sides than just St. Helens. Cause they've won the last three as you're well aware. Yeah. Anyway, game two. St. Helens defeated Hull FC 24 to 10. Sorry, Nick, they've lost. Um, But Hull FC, they were on a three-game win streak. It's broken now. Uh, St. Helens now sit outright first. So they're on 20 points. And uh, Wigan and Catalans are on 18 off memory. So they're second and third, respectively. Game three, the Catalans Dragons defeated the Warrington Wolves 40 to 8. So it was very close until about the 68th minute, um, the Catalans Dragons scored four tries in 12 minutes, the final 12 minutes. So they just ran away with it. Game four, the Salford Red Devils defeat the Leeds Rhinos 23-8. to Salford finally break their five-game losing streak and Leeds Rhinos' new coach starts his reign with a defeat. Sorry, mate. 
don't know what to tell you. Game five, Carsford Tigers defeat Hulkingston Rovers 32-0, the whitewash. And in game six, guilty. Toulouse Olympic defeat Wakefield Trinity 20-14, to their second win wow. of the season. So both French clubs what, won this, what, won this week. Trinity going? What is it? How are Trinity going normally? Uh, they're shocking right now. So they're on a five-game losing streak now. But they're, they're second last. So they started okay, and they were just sticking in games, and now they've just had this, like, shit run, really shit run. Um, but, look, Toulouse have won their second game, so congratulations to them. Um, I hope they stick it through. I hope they maintain their spot in the Super League because, obviously, the bottom team gets relegated. Um, but I don't know if you saw this, Guilty. Last week, Toulouse made a pretty decent signing. Um, current... Italian international and now ex NRL St. George of the Laura Dragons player, Daniel Alvaro signed with Toulouse Olympic. Uh, he made his debut this week. So apparently he was, um, uh, he was a, a great injection for them off the bench. Um, but their other signing in Corey Norman, the retired hashtag, not so retired Corey Norman, he didn't debut. So he's still waiting in the wings getting match fit, I think, because of retirement. It won't be long till Alvaro starting in that competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he come off the bench in this one, and apparently his injection was good. So, yeah, I'm with you. But some headlines, Nick, before we move on. Obviously, um, we spoke about earlier the Canterbury Bulldogs head coach, Trent Barrett, uh, handed, in his, handed in his resignation. And Did he? Yeah, well, I don't know. I know. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was immediately reported that Matt Dufty and Paul Vaughan, two signings that the Bulldogs made this year for one-year deals, uh, that they would be shown the exit by year's end and will be playing in the Super League. Now, Matt Dufty, every week for the past month, has been linked with the Warrington Wolves. And Paul Vaughan has finally had a club identified for him, being the Wigan Warriors. So what do you make of those, I, Nick? Well, I, I think Dufty's got to go. I just think uh, last year at points when he was playing for the Dragons, he was awesome. It just and some of the games he's played this year have been good, but he just um, he's only got one position. I'd yeah. be curious to know who the Bulldogs want as their fullback. I know they're talking about Ado Carr. Yeah. Mm. Um, I thought Vaughan is good enough to keep playing in Australia, though. Yeah, Vaughan's still been one of the Bulldogs' best. He's too good to go over there, I think, at this point. Is he out? I don't like when people say that, that he's too good to go over to Super League because their league is still good. I know yeah, that I know that the NRL is the Premier League. I know that that NRL is number one. But look, he's in his he's in his thirties now, and look, he did play well against the Knights, despite the fact that they were horrible against them, the Bulldogs. But <clears throat> yeah, look, Buzz Rothfield was saying something. Buzz Rothfield was saying something along the lines of apparently when they got sent home. Well, don't quote me on this, but something along the lines of when they got sent home, he, he's, he's done something. Paul Vaughan's done something else to make him look like a bit of a mug. Oh, look, he, he was walking out. He was walking out um, of the the gates and the media's at the gates waiting and he's walking to his car and he goes, oh, oh what did he say? He said, like, are you right? Are you right? Something along those lines. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, do you have to be here? And they're like, yes, we do. And he goes, you're, you're just the worst bunch of people to the media. And then he got in his car. That was it. Buzz Rothfield's a, he's a drunk, mate. He, he, he blew That's it nothing. up. 
Mate, he blew it up. He's like, the culture sucks. It's like, shut up, you're drunk, mate. mate. You don't know what you're talking about. They're looking for a villain. Yeah, of course they are. I mean, I I don't know why they're picking Paul Vaughan. Look, he he had the barbecue, but as far as I can see, he's playing well. He he looks like he's fit. He's training well. Yeah, yeah. But look, Matt Dufty, Paul Vaughan to the Super League next year. That's the mail. That's the mail. Guilty. Last thing I wanted to talk about. We'll move on to the... New South Wales Police Women's Rugby League City vs. Country fixture. Now, I just wanted to shed some light on this very important fixture that went ahead this past Sunday. They weren't the only uh, game. There was obviously the Men's Police. There was the Ron Massey City Country. There was the uh, physical disability. There was a wheelchair. There was the under-16s, under-18s. They all played this weekend. But our focus is on the New South Wales Police Women's City Country fixture. Now, in episode 47 of our podcast, we touched on the inaugural footy carnival that the New South Wales Police Force women had earlier this year. Uh, Just before you go on, Dan, I just want to say there's a reason we're focusing on the girls' police game, and that's because some of those players will probably play at a higher level. Yeah, that's right. Whereas the blokes, that's not going to be the case. Mm Mm-hmm. Mate, there's prospects. That's for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, mate, there are prospects. And when I say prospects, I mean, like, this competition, as well as City Country, is going, has and will unearth NRLW prospects. That's how much we believe in that. Yeah. Now, for those that don't remember, in episode 47, the Bankstown Giants women won this tournament undefeated and they won without conceding a point. And we watched those live streams, or I watched those live streams on Facebook. Guilty, you actually watched it in person. Um, so we decided to reach out to their team and get into contact with them. And the response was very positive. Um, we got um, into contact with their coach, their captain, Nerida Gregory. So their coach is Mitchell Osborne. Their captain's Nerida Gregory. We also spoke to uh, their fullback, Kiara White, their second role, Tamika McCabe, and their 5'8", Joss Haddad. So in the near future, the coach, as well as these ladies, will be interviewed. And Nick and I can't wait to share their sideline story with you all because it's very exciting stuff. Like we said, they're the prospects of the women's game, uh, the NRLW, sorry. So look, we'll focus back on the city country fixture. It was played at a what I'll describe as a torn up Leichhardt Oval, and that was due to the Waratahs Hurricanes Super Rugby match that was played the night before. Uh, but Country defeated City fourteen nil. Nick. Now the match itself was played with much passion. Uh, the opening exchanges were a bit shonky, but the first five minutes, lots of drop ball. I think they're trying to figure out the pitch and you know playing with new players and you know, playing against this opposition. It was, a, it was a little bit sketchy at the start. Um, but ultimately, Country won the game due to their dominance in the forwards. And look, there was a lot of possession for City. They just couldn't execute. Um, but the moment that, you know, it was, there's a few players, I'll drop their names later, but their second rower and their prop forward for Country, they just axed them. And then they, they used the offload. They ran in twos. They ran with purpose, and that's what got them the – they got the, they got the quick play of the balls on the back of that, and that's what got them the victory. But so – you got you got Maggie Deal, who's the second row of the country. Maggie Townsend. She had a great game. Maggie Townsend, sorry. 
great player for country. And um, she played well in the uh, in the actual the police competition. Yeah. But she was being marked for the Bankstown team against Tamika McCabe, who made the city side, mm-hmm. and uh, was unable to play due to an injury. Yeah. So for the for the, for the city know, game. Yeah. Mate, Maggie Townsend in this game. So she was the second row I was talking about. She she in my opinion was uh, equal MVP. So their halfback Gabrielle Suckling. She was very very clinical in this match. So you've got. You've got Maggie, and then you've got their prop forward, Marita Shoulders. Mate, she was an animal. She just barged over everyone. She ran with purpose every single run. Defensively, their forward pack were coming up in the line, just shutting down their their speed. And then on the back of that, their superstar, Kiara White, their fullback. Mate, um, I'm excited to to interview her, mate. I think she's uh, the next big thing for them. I think she's going to make the NRLW as well. And, mate, on the back of a good forward pack, she shines. She's like the the Greg Inglis of the women's police footy, if you will. Mate, she was the MVP in the carnival today uh, in the city country match. It was Gabrielle Suckling, like I said. She steered the ship for the team and was their primary playmaker. So these girls that we've dropped, the names we've dropped, being from Bankstown Giants, being from the country team, They've all qualified or been selected, sorry, for the New South Wales Police Women's Origin team. So that representative match is played against, obviously, the Queensland Police team. Uh, It will be held at Leichhardt Oval on the 10th of June, Friday the 10th of June. And it's a game that Nick and I will be attending, won't we, Nick? It'll be very exciting. Yes, we will. So good luck to you girls. We're obviously New South Welshmen, so we're going for you guys. Um, we want you to smash Queensland and yeah, very exciting stuff. Can't wait to speak to you and drop the interview on this podcast. All right, boys, let's get into our final segment. The sideline stories bunker review presented by our beer sponsor, the rusty penny brewing company. Welcome back. Clarky. You missed a lovely around the ground segment again, but welcome back. Welcome back. Ah, You're welcome. So we have no Instagram fan poll results from last week. This week, we're going to publish our origin teams on the socials channels, Instagram, Facebook later. And we'll ask you guys whose origin teams you prefer. Clarkie is going to have a hilarious Queensland side because right now the sideline story panel, more specifically myself and Gildy will be picking our Queensland Maroons game one state of origin lineups for this year's series. So Gildy, let me just get my lineup up. We will always, as usual, start with the fullback. So I'll ask you first, and then I'll ask after, and then Clarkie can be ignored. Um, okay. Fullback <laughs> fullback for Queensland. You probably should have sent this to me, and I should have. No, 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 no. You don't want to participate. You can sit there and flip your stupid lid and, and drink your water, and then you can. <laughs> Sorry, guilty. Fullback. Ponga. I've also picked Callum Ponga. What do you think, Clarky? Yeah, well, who else is there to pick? Reese Walsh, Brimson. Hammer, Brimson, mm. Val Holmes. Nah, it's, it's intriguing. Is he New South Welshman? Drinkwater. Nah. Right. Well, this is, this is why I'm here, because I'm now going to look up Drinkwater. Where he's Maybe I'm wrong. 
Okay, we'll Maybe carry on. Central Coast. But yeah, it's Caelan Ponger every day. Yeah. We'll carry on. Nick, the wingers, who have you got? I've got Xavier Coates and Oates and Cobo. Cobo's my slash. Okay. So I have Xavier Coates and on debut, I have Selwyn Cobo. I was really struggling to kick out Felt. And then I thought, wait a minute. Felt. O- o- yeah. And then I thought Oates. And I went, wait a minute. He's also fantastic. But I think Selwyn Cobo injecting him into Origin, in the Origin arena already, I don't think will hurt him. His career will just go on another trajectory if they pick him. So Selwyn Cobo with Xavier Coates. Youth over experience there. Parky? Yeah. yeah, you could both yeah, both it's hard to argue with both, but oh oh Coates. For for me, for me, Corey Oates is just he's playing too well. He's but yeah. Look, I, I, I'd I'd like to put Cobo and Coates in. Sorry, Cobo and Oates in, but I just don't think Xavier Coates has done enough wrong to be out. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah drink water, born in Penrith, raised on the Central oh, Coast. There you go. Played for the Terrigal Sharks. There you go. Just the Vols, there we go. He's out. He's out. We fact-checked He's ourselves. Out. Thank you. Lucky we got a fact-checker for today because last week I stuck I'm here. Up. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Okay, centers. Guilty. Gagai and Valentine. I've picked the same. Obviously, Valentine Holmes is moving from the wing and he's also played fullback for Queensland. They're the two best options. The only other one outside that, which I'm not considering, is Hamaso Tabuai Fado. They had, they had Capewell last year. What did you say, Clarkie? Branko Lee. <laughs> no. <laughs> they had Capewell last year. Obviously yeah, obviously we're home. moving in. But yeah, you agree with that, Clarkie? Yeah, well, that, they picked themselves. Very good. Five eight. Uh, I'm just going to skip you here, Guilty, because I know the answer. It's Cameron Munster, and it day, it's daylight after him. Plain yep. uh, We'll move to halfback now. Who have you got? I've got Cherry. I do as well, uh, but if he gets injured, there's obviously more people to look ben at. Hunt. Ben Hunt's the next option for mine. The only other replacements you can think of are Sam Walker or Tom Dearden, but I don't think no, so. Not Sam Walker. Sorry. We know you don't want to pick Sam Walker. No, but he's not even in the conversation, mate. And they, they, He's not in the conversation with Queensland either. But he's a Queenslander. That's why he's an option, you know what I mean? He'd be, my, four, he'd be my 14. <laughs> No, no, no. Shut up, Clarky. <laughs> Don't jam him up. Okay. Hooker. Ah, Grant. Yeah. Look, again, I've got Harry Grant. Reed the the Reed only Marnie one that you could up. he's the only one that you could pick is Reed Marnie, or you go down the Ben Hunt route. But we'll see. Harry Grant's not injured, so it's Harry Grant. Happy with that, Clarky? Do you think if Harry Green got injured, they'd put Reed Marnie there in front of Ben Hunt? No, I think Ben Hunt will be first. Oh, I but do. Reed, I you, do. You reckon? This year, I do. Yep. Okay. They're going to be ben, Hunt's going to, ben Hunt's in the side. He's 14. Mm. They could do that. They could do, do that. You know, to be brutally honest, do you know, if I wasn't picking on um, what they do all the time, which is they, they just pick the old player all the time, I'd pick Ben Hunt as my halfback. But I'm not doing that. I'm picking the, the team that I think is going to be picked. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Guilty. Now, don't tell me your options. Just give me your starting props here. Who have you got? 
I've got papali, mm-hmm. and I've got Molo from the Dragons. Ooh, okay, okay. I've got Josh Papali, and on debut, Ruben Cotter. Really, as a starting prop in Origin? Yep, yep I do. Because uh, I'll explain it with okay. my bench, but that's what I've that's what I've got. Okay, Clarky. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, it won't happen, but yeah. Who do you prefer? Or who would you pick? If as you, you got Papali'i. Mo Fodawaka. Okay. Yeah, I've got Mo on my bench. Yeah. Okay. Tino. We'll maybe just play Tino in the front row. You could do that. I'll move it on because we'll speak about our bench soon. Second rowers, Guilty for Queensland. Who you got? I've got a question with this one. Is Sua still injured? Yes, but they it's indefinite. So he could be back before, could be back after. Okay. Look, I'm not going to pick him because he's not there. So I've got Capewell on one side and Kafusi on the other. Uh, I've got the same. I've got the same. Mm. Exact same. They're, they're killing that, mate. If Sua, if Sua was there, he'd be in the starting side. Oh, I won't comment on that. Over, over who? Bench. Um, probably over Capewell. Okay. I, I like I, I was picking Capewell and Kafusi regardless if he was injured or not. But I'll explain that with my bench. But the lock, lock forward, Nick. Tino. I've got Tino as well. Clarky, happy with Tino as lock? Yeah, so you've always picking the I'd go Tino in the front row and Cotter at lock. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. But you weren't picking because you didn't want to no. participate. No. All right. Now, Guilty, your bench and 18th man and explain it why, why you've done it this oh, yeah. way. Mate, there's a lot of players that could have made it and there's a lot of players I want to pick, but you just there's just no room for them all. So I've got Mo Fodawaka because you need another big bopper coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I've got Patrick Carrigan because just in those last two games, he's shown me that, you know, he's 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 at the next level. He's at the next level right now. Mm-hmm. And this was the hard one. Um, picking between Flegler, Arrow and Cotter. But I've gone with Flegler because mm-hmm. I think he brings offload. I know a lot of people disagree with that because he's coming off the bench right now. And a lot of people would say... Joy Arrow has done the job before and he could also play in the middle, but it was it was hard between them and Cotter was just below them for me. Yep. And then um I've got Ben Hunt as my my um Utility. I guess he's 14. Yeah. yeah. So, and then so say say you're four again. So it's Fodawaker, Carrigan, Flegwa, and Hunt. Who's your eighteenth man? So my 18th man is Cotter. Okay. Fair enough. You ready for mine? Both Firma was, was hard to push out as well. So Arrow and Firma. Fair enough. I'll give you mine, boys. On the bench as my, I guess, your 14 or my utility player is Ben Hunt. I've put on debut Patrick Carrigan. I've also picked Thomas Flegler for his second origin cap. So they played one game. And if he isn't injured, uh, as he's currently indefinitely out with a ankle injury, is Jaden Sua as my 17th. So he's my fourth person off the bench. 18th man is Francis Molo. 
who made his debut in game two last year. Now, obviously, there's a few players that aren't here. You've said Bo Fermore. Christian Welch is injured for the 2022 season. He would have been a shoe-in as a prop with Josh Papali'i. Yep. Um, I've dropped, Lindsay Collins. I've dropped Lindsay Collins. He hasn't played yep, since so 2020. Uh, Jeremiah, well. Jeremiah Nanai is not ready for, for Origin nah. yet, in my opinion. Um, nah. AJ Brimson, he played twice last year. I've got no room for him. Joe Offerhengawi yep. played off the bench in game one last year. Got no room for him. Quite playing well now, though. For the playing Tigers, well, but just... He yeah. should just focus on the Tigers, I think. Yeah. Andrew yeah. McCulloch played in game two last year. He's ah, he's not old. in the he's not in the Slow. equation. David Fafida played in games one and two last year. Mate, he needs to focus on his game at the Titans. He's not ready for origin, in my opinion. Well, he's injured anyway. But if yeah. he wasn't, I wouldn't be picking him. Hmm. That's my opinion. Mo Fodawaka. Now he played all three games last year. I found him very hard to keep out. I was gonna put him over Flegler, but he's in my side. Yeah, he is in your side. But look, I kept him out. He the reason why I kept him out, I'll tell you why, is he came out the other day and said Queensland have not contacted me about the side. And he knows that his mates are. So I think oh, he's, shit by them if, that, yeah, if that's what they've done. That's right. So I think he's out. That's why I'm not picking him as well. But yeah, I put Flegler over just because the Titans aren't playing well and the Broncos are, and Flegler's coming off the bench and killing it. Pat Carrigan's come back two games, he's killing it. Ben Hunt's been playing well for the Dragons. And Jaden Sewer, if he's not injured, um, you know, he's, he's the Dragons' best player. He's a hit um, man. Jai Arrow, he played games one and two last year. He was hard to keep out as well. So he's the last one that I didn't consider. But again, I picked Flegler and Carrigan over him. And that's it. That's our teams. Clarky, what do you reckon? What is I would have had Arrow in there. Yeah. Over? Uh, Flegler. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. I said that. I said that. The only reason I've got Flegler there is because he's got offload ability. And if it gets to the point where you're, you're Queensland and you're behind, that's what you need. Mm. I just think he's still still too much of a liability. Yeah. Well, guys, that's our Queensland teams for from last week. We did uh, New South Wales this week was Queensland. I will post those this week. We'll compare them. I can't wait for the response to Clarky's team because he didn't pick a Queensland side. Just a reminder, next week... <laughs> go away, Clarky. Next week is our fan question and answer bunker review segment. Very excited for that. We're inundated at the moment with questions. I have to filter them, but I want to keep the flow. Every day I'm going to post on our social media for questions. Can't wait to answer them, but we will leave it at that, boys. Thank you for coming on again. Clarky, guilty. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Love it. Clarky said last week I got G'd up. Big thank you to our sponsors, Akasha, Rusty Penny, the Aryan Co, and our fourth sponsor who will be announced very soon. We just need to knuckle out some details there. And to everyone for tuning in to episode 52 of the Sideline Story, that's a wrap from us here. Go the Bulldogs without Trent Barrett. Glory, glory. Go power. And the snakes. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Hey, I'm thinking of um putting outro music. What do you reckon? And changing like, the, as we're and, talking. And, or, and change. Yeah, I'll put outro music, and then I might change the intro music. Ooh. What do you reckon? Yeah. Keep Look my out. happy.
Yeah. Everyone, that's it. We're still recording. Hey, we're still recording. So that's just look out for that new intro and outro music. That's it. (laughs) There you go, Brandon. That'll keep you happy. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.